There's something I hear all the time. George, there's no way to develop deep relationships with customers at scale. It's impossible. Well, no, it's not. And so in today's episode, I share how I've optimized my marketing, develop meaningful relationship with 10,000 new customers a day. In this episode, I spill all the beans. I was recently a guest on my friend Katie Safford's podcast, and after asking me to introduce myself to her audience, our conversation quickly got rolling into relationships with customers and how to develop those relationships at scale. And frankly, this is one of my clearest descriptions I've ever done on how to develop impactful relationships with your customers while avoiding codependency. This is extremely important for every business owner to hear. So I'm going to stop talking now and let's dive into the gold. So let's get into the show. Welcome or welcome back to the Mind of George podcast. My job here is to help heart-centered marketers and entrepreneurs ethically scale their businesses by deepening your relationships with your customers, your employees, and yourselves. I'm a little bit crazy and I'm super stoked to have you, but if you haven't joined my crazy family yet, just go to mindofgeorge.com and remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. Now, couple housekeeping notes here in the intro. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review, even if you tell me that I belong in a mental institute and I'm just a little bit crazy, but I'm here to support you. I'm okay with that as well. Otherwise, keep listening because we have some gold for you today. I spent a good 12 years of my life in the Marine Corps on active duty, a couple combat deployments, and through the journey of self-discovery and self-healing, I created a business after I was medically separated, um, teaching myself how to cook so I could beat bulimia, overcome you know, past traumas and things like that, and ended up uh, two years after never cooking, becoming a 22-week New York Times bestselling cookbook author, which is ironic. And uh, you know, I love when I meet chefs that have been doing it for 35 years, and I was like, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm a New York Times bestselling cookbook author. <laughs> like, and I'm not a chef, by the way. I'm just a home cook that copied a lot of people off YouTube and made it unique. And so I, I was a food blogger for about eight, eight years. And in that time, I taught myself everything about digital marketing, internet marketing, well, really obsessing about human psychology, neurolinguistic programming, uh, accountability containers. And I combined all the work in the worlds I was doing. So all of my therapy work, all of my EMDR and what was working for me, cognitive behavioral therapy, I started instilling into my content and into my journeys with people and like literally changing people's lives through food. And I was like, well, food's just a Trojan horse to get to your soul, but you know, we're going to make this work. And so I've kind of taken that principle everywhere. And so I ran the blog, got a couple million followers on social, was getting like 5 million uniques a month on my website. And all I was doing is posting free content and recipes and um, really serving people while also spending every ounce of my day in a relationship with every person who came across my board. And I, I mean, eight years, I still responded to every comment, every social, every email. And we were getting some days, three to 4,000 comments a day. My, my team of one and I wow. hit everything up because that's what mattered to me, right? Like the products don't do anything if the people that are consuming them don't make them work. And so I've obsessed mm -hmm. from day one about being in the deepest, most committed relationships, agnostic of credit card with people as possible. So I, I ran that business, had a lot of success, you know, number one app in the world, 22 year and times bestseller, blah, 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 blah. None of it really mattered because I was still empty and alone on the inside. And, uh, you know, that's for another podcast, but got to, a, got to a point where I realized that that wasn't who I was. Like I'd basically written the, I needed to write the conclusion of that book. It wasn't where I wanted to go. I really didn't like cooking. Um, I felt like it was holding me small. And so I realized that I had a skill set and a few people had seen my skill set and asked me to help them with their businesses. 
And I was like, with what? And they're like, well, how do you do this on Facebook? And how did you do this with email? And I was like, oh, I'll just tell you. They're like, no, we want to pay you. I'm like, what do you mean you want to pay me? I'll just tell you. He's like, no, shut up. Like, let us pay you. You're a consultant. I'm like, what's that? And they're like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, no, seriously. It's like when you have an idea and somebody pays you for the idea and they execute, I'm like, that's a business. And they're like, literally, Katie, this is what it was like. <laughs> and I was in a room with, I was in a mastermind with like a ton of my friends and peers. And I'm talking big, big guns in the world. Like everybody would know who they are. There are 22 of them and 20 of them hired me. And I was like, well, I guess I have a new business. And I started helping them. And it was pretty quick because what I was doing was so different and but it was so applicable it wasn't like i was being a like i came up with this process i reminded people that humans were at the core of it and that relationships would move the needle and double and triple their business when people felt seen heard and respected and so i spent about two and a half three years behind the scenes nobody knew what i was doing everybody thought i was caveman i still had the business i just wasn't on it i fell off social media for two years didn't touch it didn't touch the website so people like oh he's just off and I was in the back end building $2 billion businesses, getting 300 companies up over into the seven, eight, nine, ten 10 figure range, um, quickly became, and I hate saying this, but it's a fact, quickly became the highest paid digital marketing consultant in the world. Um, but yet I still wouldn't charge for a keynote. I would go to any stage, help everybody, answer every question. And it's what gave me the ability to do this. And so then did some self-healing and, um, you know, fell in love with myself and realized that it was time to own my sovereignty and that I had a message and a, and a thing in the world that could help entrepreneurs and business owners, like not only have a massive impact while getting paid a lot of money, but sleep at night with their tank full, knowing that every single thing that they did made their life better, their team's life better and their customer's life better. And because of the way that I came about this, I was an influencer first. Then I was the business guy on the back end doing this. I've spent $25 million in one month on Facebook ads. I've spent $700 million in a year. I, and I got into this position somehow where people trusted the guy with tattoos, a blue mohawk, and a very, very bad truck driver mouth. And they trusted me with millions and millions of dollars of money. Well, I got to play Monopoly in real life, and it wasn't mine. And through that, I learned a whole lot of lessons, and I've had experience literally from I've never launched a business before. And I'm like, I can help you all the way up to $77 billion a year have been my clients. And so I literally live my life spreading the gap. And I have clients that still do $37 billion a year. And I have clients that have never made a dollar. And I spend my days talking to all of them every mm-hmm. day doing what I do. And so that's kind of how I got to right here. <laughs> and I know that you're saying that you repeat over and over um, is relationships beat algorithms. And I think that that's why you and I connected so well, because that is obviously what I believe in so much. And relationships are more important to me than anything else. And it's where I've gotten where I am today is because of just making connections. And so I know how well connected you are in the digital marketing world. And don't you think that the relationships that you made while you were doing, um, you know, even your chef work and the blogging, it's, it's where you got where you are today because of those relationships. Thousand percent, thousand percent. And, and here's what's nuts about relationships, right? Like I trademarked relationships with algorithms. It's everything that I teach, but I think one of the things that I didn't understand in the beginning, right. Is that I was building relationships back then, but I was so insecure. 
like I was doing it for me, 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 right? Like I wanted mm. something. There was always an angle. There was always a manipulation. There was always a, a something, right? There was never like authentic, like I want to give it. But I also wasn't aware of it. Like I was running from trauma and it was a survival mechanism, right? And people still responded that way, right? And, but what I realized too, though, is that um, the power of relationships doesn't pay off tomorrow and it doesn't pay off next no. week. The no, consistency in the relationships mm -hmm. and yes. you continuing to make deposits, they pay off when you least expect it, which is a year later, two years later, four years later. Like, mm. you know, there's people on my phone you'd be like, you have their number? And I'm like, yeah. And I don't have to talk to them for three years. I can send them a video message. We're on a phone, on a plane, in each other's right. kitchen, having dinner together, yeah. right? And so relationships literally are everything. And, and what I like to tell people is that um, it's not the relationships of the outside world that makes the biggest difference in your life. Nobody has a marketing problem. Nobody has a business problem. Nobody has a communication problem. Everybody's got a relationship problem. And the first relationship is with self. The okay. second relationship is with the people in your container, your family, your team. And then the third relationship is the relationship with your customers in the outside world. Yeah. And yeah. for years, I always focused on the relationships with the, the outside world, but I never understood why I was like, and, and here's the thing, I would lie to myself, right? I'd have all their numbers in my phone, right? And I'd be like, I'm friends, I'm friends, I'm friends, right? Well, you're not friends when you text them and they never write back, right? Like, no. Yeah it felt transactional and it was there. And then it's really interesting because I never changed my relationships with the outside world. I changed my relationship with self. And then what started to happen was I was like, oh, these people are texting me. They're calling me. I'm like, I have friends. There's no scorecard. There's no, will you do this for me? And I'll do this for you. I was like, no, no, it's just a quality two-way value-based long-term relationship. And, you know, really in the, in the world of business marketing and life though, you know, we're not solo creatures, like human beings are communal people. We are yes. people, we are tribe people. And what I think is nuts is that understanding that humans are the ones that are on the other side of everything we do in business, that the mm -hmm. one thing that we ignore is the relationship first, right? And totally. so most business is set up mm -hmm. to fail from the get-go because it's only temporal, because it will hit a point of critical mass where only so many transactions can take place before reactance happens and people push away. Mm, interesting. And so it has to always be self first, team first, then people. So now how, when you explain that, when we, when we look at, you know, masses, let's yeah. say, because some of these companies that you've worked with are massive. I mean, they're huge. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking 10,000 new customers a day in some of them. Right. And so when you think about that, like how can you build those relationships when there are masses? You know, I know so many people want so many. And when we really think about it, we only need a certain few, especially anyone who's listening, you know, who's a coach. Really, when you think about like how many actual clients you need, um, instead of constantly trying to get more and more and more and more and more, it's like building the relationships with the people that you think really, really, really need your service and also yeah. people that you can actually make an impact on. Yeah. But how do you build those relationships for the masses? Let's say oh, we right. have a huge amount of people on our email list. Like, how do you have those intimate relationships with mass? Yeah, I love that question. So the first thing is to be aware and honest with self. First, building relationships is not collecting dopamine and validation from codependent relationships. A relationship is not predicated on what somebody gives back to you or what Ooh, you yeah. get from them or how much they engage or how many times they comment. 
that's not a relationship. That's called manipulation. Mm. And most of the time, that's what happens. And so people mistake codependent tendencies or manipulations for getting something as a relationship, right? But when you think about digital marketing, what I took is like, if you're not familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, get familiar with it, right? Just human needs. But when you think about digital marketing, digital marketing is no different than having an in-person relationship. Most people think about it like it's a different container. It's just a faster touch point to a relationship, right? And Mm -hmm. so a relationship online is it that somebody just feels seen, heard, or respected. That's it. Just one of those three buckets, right? And the fastest way is authenticity, right? Owning things, telling people things, being in things. Like I've managed email lists of 62 million people and we ask people to respond and we have a team that responds to them, right? We don't always ask. It's not every email we're asking 60 million, 10 million, right? People to respond, but the invitation is there. And and what I've found is that most people think about relationships online as they, these are these things that I have to manage and how am I going to manage all these mm. and how am I going to respond? What do they need for me? I'm like, no, 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 they haven't asked you for anything. That's all before you've even started. That's your shit. Excuse my language. If you're not of an explicit yeah. podcast, right? And so the first thing is to remember that the people on the other side of us, they're not looking to be in an intimate, romantic two-way relationship with you. Like we're not going to be sending selfies and love notes, right? Like they're like, God, like I love this. I want support in achieving my goal. And you're the person or you're the brand in the world that I trust with my soul to be like, you know what? I'm going to vote with my email or my attention or my credit card. And I know that you're integrous and you know what you do and you're going to hold me accountable and take me on a journey. Nobody goes and hires a trainer at the gym because they're like, oh, I want him to tell me how much he loves me every day and flirt with me. (laughs) I know a few people do, but we'll leave that conversation aside. They go because they want to be held accountable. They want to be held into results, right? They're not home thinking about, oh, I'm going to text my trainer today. Oh, I'm going to text him again. Oh, I wonder what he's eating for breakfast. No, right? And so the nature of the container is important to remember too. So the first thing is that understanding to be in a relationship with the masses is understanding that you have to have a healthy relationship with self. And then what you put out to the world has to be put out to them to be of service to them, but also not open. And this is what I've watched happen. Open an invitation that is for you or your validation or your dopamine, not for them, right? And so Mm. I've watched people do this all the time and they're like, do an Instagram story, like, you know, send me a DM and I'll be here to support you, right? And I was like, cool, so let me ask you something. Why did you ask them to send you a DM? And they're like, well, to support them. I said, no, you didn't give them a container. You didn't tell them an after state and you didn't tell them how are you gonna help them. You did that for you. Now you're gonna have to sleep in that bed because now you have all of these needy needs things coming in, right? Well, what about this? And I was like, what about my dog? What about my food? What about my business, right? Because you haven't put a container on it. So now you're not authoritative. You're not the person they're going to. You're not delivering a message or bringing them to an after state. You're just collecting and creating noise over and over and over again, right? And so the one example I would give is like, you know, like on Instagram, I used to, I do AMAs all the time. Ask me anything, right? It's like, hey, today I'm going to share with you like the biggest mistake I watch entrepreneurs do with email marketing and how not to do it again. And then if you have any specific questions about email, send me a question. I'll send you an answer, right? Now I've contained it. I've framed it. And that's an actual relationship, right? It's like, this is how I'm going to help you. 
this is how you ask. And so you self-identify, like that's what it is. You send me, you trust me, I give an answer. You go put it into practice and the relationship moves forward. Versus like, hey guys, I'm so bored right now. Like, oh, I just love it if you could send me a DM and ask me your favorite questions, right? And I'm like, but we have to understand that as influencers, as leaders, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, every single thing that we do is training our customers on how to be our customers, right? Mm -hmm. And I've watched this bed be made one too many times to not say something about it. If you are creating codependent, noisy relationships that aren't really moving the needle forward, you're creating stuckness in your customers. And then I get the phone call. Hey, like I have 70,000 followers. I get all these questions, all these responses. And then I just asked them to, to buy this program and nobody did. I was like, well, of course not. When was the last time you held them accountable? When was the last time you moved the needle forward? When was the last time you said, no, no, do this, do this, do this, then we'll do this. I was like, you've been lacking containers because it really wasn't a two-way value-based relationship. It was a very codependent, needy, inauthentic, not really clear of what that was. And I was like, and that's fine. You can have those relationships, but you just have to be clear that you want to be their friend, not right. the business owner, not, not the, the entrepreneur. Not the leader. Not the leader. So Thanks for listening to this episode. And like I said in the beginning, and probably a ton of times throughout, make sure you subscribe to the show if you want to hear more. Now, leave a review. If you like me, actually, don't leave a review if you like me. Just leave a review if you feel so inclined. But I'm going to ask you because it helps other people find this. And I'm going to give you a little marketing lesson in the outro of this anyways. Go to mindofgeorge.com so you can get into our crazy family and also get a free gift my team and I made for you. Now, here's the thing. There's only four types of customer journeys and I'm sending you to one page to cover all of it. But our job is to give you everything that you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. See, what I want is I want you to be in our family. I want to be in a relationship with you. And I want you to have a win before I ever get a win. And so on that page, you'll see some of the best stuff that we have, our top podcast episodes, our free courses we put together, our free content. And there's one in particular that I'm super proud of. We put together a free 30-day transformational marketing course. Literally, just need your email so you can get in and get into the membership site. We talk about the two most important documents in your business, your lighthouse and your avatar sheet, which we now call the beacon of beliefs in your captain's assessment. We teach you about the conscious and subconscious customer journey, how to have congruency in your marketing, the psychology of email marketing marketing, the six email sequences that your business needs to have right now to win, the two most wasted pieces of real estate and digital marketing that you can fix right now, my special five-part email recipe, and how to reframe your card abandonment strategy so you don't insult people's intelligence anymore, plus whatever else I can come up with on a certain level of crazy, because my mission is to teach you that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I'm ready to be on your team, I'm ready to be in your corner, and it's time for you to win a gold medal. So make sure you go to mindofgeorge.com, and we'll see you in the next episode. I love you all. Bye.